What is up, guys? I'm EJ. I'm joined by Kendall and a very special guest for this uh, very special edition of New Generation Sports Talk, continuing our coverage of the MLB uh, suspended restart of the season after being postponed. We got a really awesome guest. I'm joined by my uh, mentor, my good friend. And uh, of course, you've seen him on Fox Sports 1. You've seen him on The Undisputed. Uh, you also, uh, if, you, if you listen to the Fox Sports Radio, they got, he's got a national radio show with Chris Boussard. The Odd Couple, Rob Parker joins me now. Rob, um, really excited to have this conversation with you. I've been trying, I've been hoping to get you on this podcast at some point, and it's awesome to have you on here. No doubt. Thanks, EJ Kendall, man. Appreciate the uh, invite. Yeah, and you know, Rob's been uh, really instrumental in kind of giving us guidance on how to do this show, and um, he's just been a really, really awesome, awesome resource, and it's really good to have you on here. So I'm not going to uh, waste any more time. We'll get right to it. So we're talking baseball here. And I got to start, Rob, talking about this uh, the start of the season. So, you know, we had the suspension at the top of the season where they suspended spring training. They suspended the regular season. And we waited all these months before we finally got to a resolution of a 60-game season. Now, anybody who knows baseball knows that part of the part of the testament to whoever wins the championship is enduring on 162 games. And, and this is going to be unprecedented to have, a, you know, a season decided in only 60 games and then a postseason shortly after that. How are you going to kind of take this season in, in terms of as a fan? Like, are, do you feel like this is going to be a legitimate season? Um, and, and, and if not, is there anything good we could take away from this obscure time we have with this uh, shortened season? To me, I'm all the way in, all the way in on this. I don't believe it's illegitimate. Everybody's under the same circumstances. This is a pandemic. I mean, I don't know what people are looking for. And here's the bottom line. The late, great Sparky Anderson, who, of course, won a World Series, won two with the Cincinnati Reds and won a World Series with the Detroit Tigers. He used to always talk about, when you look at a baseball season, that most teams win 60 games and most teams lose 60 games every year. That the season really came down to the 42 other games, if you're mm. really honest. And so 60, I'm good with. You know, we, we kind of eliminated the 60 wins and the 60 losses for everybody, and now you got to duke it out fast and furious. Uh, I think this will be a season where you just can't turn away or miss a game. We know that with 162, we could go, well, I'll, I'll catch next week or I'll watch later on this week or I'll skip a game. 60 games in baseball will be over like that, We, you know, because baseball is every day. So I'm excited about it. I think this will be fascinating. Um, I still believe that the best teams will be there at the end. But if you get off to a bad start in a 60-game baseball season and you're down five or six games in the standings, you might not be able to make it up. I mean, that's just how baseball is because you've got to leap over so many teams. And you play every day. You can win every day, but if the teams ahead of you win, you can't make up any ground. So it, it's it's tough if you fall behind too fast. But I'm looking forward to it. I, I I, I'm, I'm excited. I can't wait for Thursday. I know. I think all of us are really, really looking to get this started, especially after having no live team sports for this such a long period of time. One of the teams facing the most pressure this in the shortened season is the Los Angeles Dodgers. Of course, you're out there in L.A., so you know that team very well. They made arguably the biggest move of the offseason trade for Mookie Betts, trading for David Price. Betts, of course, free agency coming up, meaning he could end up being you know a 60-game-plus rental. Um, which is not exactly what they would have expected coming into this year. Why do you feel like the Dodgers have 
had so much trouble getting over the hump in recent years? And do you think that the pressure that has, has kind of mounted on them has had something to do with that? Yeah, I, I'm the Dodgers. I expect the Dodgers and the Yankees to make it to the World Series. I do. But I'm not convinced the Dodgers will win. I just the Dodgers have been very disappointing in the postseason. Almost Atlanta, uh, Buffalo Bills of, of Major League Baseball. They've had these great, on paper, yeah. every year. They have a great team. They've won the division seven years in a row. Uh, they have the pitching, they have the hitting, they have home run hitting. <laughs> just, but they haven't been able to win. And I'm just not going to be a believer in the Dodgers until they actually win it. They haven't won a World Series since 1988, which is unbelievable when you think about how long ago that was and the type of players and, and that they have. And you're right, Mookie Betts, I think if the Dodgers win, Dodger fans will be more than happy to have them as a rental if they win. Now, obviously, if they don't win and they gave up what they gave up to get them and it doesn't work out, then, then obviously they won't, they won't be that happy if he were to leave in free agency. But um, for me, I'm, I'm out on the Dodgers. They have to convince me uh, that, they, that, they're, that they can win, that they can do it, because they've been on the radar for years now, at least the last three or four years, where people expected the Dodgers to win, and they haven't been able to do it. Yeah, uh, I can say as a Giants fan, uh, the Dodgers having not won a World Series since 88 is uh, tragic. <laughs> I'm sure you're broken up over it. The Giants won what three and six years or whatever. Yeah, yeah, three and five, uh, I believe. But yeah. I don't know. But um, that'll last a lifetime if you're a Giants. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The the, the lean years are uh, a little less lean because of that. But uh, speaking of teams that have a lot of world have a lot of World Series expectations every year, uh, you mentioned the Yankees, a team that you feel like uh, could be a favorite in the AL. Um, they haven't really been able to get over the hump in the American League in recent years, in part because they haven't had that ace pitcher in the postseason. Well, they went out and got Garrett Cole, spent the money uh, this offseason. Uh, what kind of impact do you see Cole having uh, coming from Houston, where obviously he'd been their ace for the last couple of years? I, I, I totally I think this is the, the, the best move the Yankees could have made. You put them at the top spot. You drop everybody down one spot. Those pitchers that obviously the Yankees got to the ALCS and have been good, they just couldn't get to the World Series. So now you add a top-line starter like that at the top of your rotation. It makes everybody better. Their lineup is great. They got good young players. Stanton and, and, and Judge are healthy. If those guys could just be healthy for one year, I mean, they, what they've been able to do without them being healthy has been incredible. Yeah, they're both healthy. Uh, they got an ace at the top of their rotation. Remember, uh, Severino, remember, got hurt. Last yeah. Year. I mean, so so if you just look at not too many teams can get to the ALCS with their with their uh, ace with their number one pitcher hurt. So I'm just saying the Yankees are loaded, the Dodgers are loaded. I mean, on paper. Obviously, it could be something different and somebody can get hot or, or change the course of things. But I fully expect the New York Yankees to win the World Series. Wow. And, and, it's, and it's, it's crazy when you think about the Yankees' talent because I'm watching you know, them play against the Mets in the exhibition game. And you know, Miguel uh, Andujar, who you know, is a forgotten man. But was he was like, another guy 
good player got hurt. Yeah, he got hurt, played almost like played pretty much ten games, and now he's in a position where he's trying to fight to you know get playing time. That's how <laughs> loaded their lineup is, and you add someone like Garrett Cole to uh, a rotation that's already pretty solid. That's that's uh, that, that's that's major firepower. Staying in New York, but going uh, to the team in Queens, your fa- your your favorite team growing up, the New York Mets. Um, while there is some optimism about what they may be able to do on the field, a lot of fans are actually paying more attention to the team's off-the-field business moves as uh, we're in a situation where the team's up for sale. There are some high-profile bidders who are trying to buy the team. How much do you feel like the team struggles uh, do you pin on current ownership? And do you think things will change drastically once a sale is actually made and, and a, a, a new owner that we would assume would be more willing to spend more money? Do you think that will make a big difference? Absolutely. I think, I think the Mets have been hindered by their ownership. Um, it just hasn't been good enough. They've had some chances. I'm not going to act like they haven't been to the World Series. It wasn't that long ago. Was it 2015? I mean, yes. Right? I mean, that's not 10, 15 years ago. It was five years ago. They were the hottest thing going. They got to the World Series. They lost to Kansas City. But they, but they were uh, they were there, and then they didn't make the right moves. And, and they've also been bitten by the injury bug. They've had a lot of bad luck. But I think a, a new owner would be great. And, and to stop making the Mets like they were a, a small market, mid-sized market. They were in New York. You know, they could sell 3 million tickets if you get the right team out there and get people interested. Uh, I think that the, the year that um, City Field and Yankee Stadium opened, uh, the city combined between both stadiums, they sold 8 million baseball tickets in New York. So the people are there, and people are dying to, to go to the games. It's a beautiful ballpark. I grew up at Shea Stadium which was a dump, you know, as you look back at it. Of course. It was my dump when I was a kid, but I'm just saying. And now they got a beautiful ballpark, and there's reason for optimism if they can stay healthy. Um, and that'll be, uh, that'll, be the big, that'll be the big part. I'll tell you what, I, you know, I grew up with Met fan as well, and I've taken heat from fellow Met fans personally and on Twitter for saying that, Shay, great memories. You know, I grew up going to that stadium. I don't miss it. One second, <laughs> one bit. It was, it was terrible. Dump. It was terrible. Now it was our dump, as you said. But the ramp, trying to get up the ramp, if you sat high in the seats, and then trying to get back down the ramp to go to go uh, to to go. The seats were uncomfortable. I mean, City Field. City Field is just so nice. There was a wind tunnel, and you remember stuff used to kick around. In yes. Hot dog wrappers. It just was. It, it wasn't a great place, but. Some great memories. I mean, I, I I covered. I was at Game Six of the World Series in 1986 when the ball went through Bill Buckner's legs. I'll, I'll never forget it. I mean, that was like one of the most iconic moments in sports history. Yeah, absolutely. R.I.P. Shea Stadium, but I'm so happy we have City Field. I love that ballpark. Kendall, what you got about the Astros? Yeah. So uh, you talk. You mentioned the Astros. You know, we kind of in the sports community forgot about the Houston Astros. Um, obviously with the season being shut down and sports in general being shut down, uh, you know, they, they kind of fell uh, into the background, but before every, before all that happened, they were the biggest story in all sports. And the entry heading into the season was primarily on how will the Houston Astros be treated by fans, by other teams? Will there be tension in every game and every series they play? Uh, and how will they bounce back? You know, you lose A.J. Hinch, you bring in Dusty Baker, 
but how will Altuve and Bregman and Correa, how will those guys respond to the criticism and the pressure? Uh, what do you see from the Astros in terms of the the player and fan response to them, and what do you see from them on the field that you think uh, we'll see this season? I think the Houston Astros are happy about the 2020 pandemic because they got off the hook. Mm. They were going to get roasted all over Baseball America. It was going to be a boo fest. I don't know if guys are going to be throwing at them this year as well with so few games. Can you afford your closer to miss a week? Do you know what I mean with only 60 games? So so you got to be real careful about that. I don't, I don't know if that's the road you want to travel this year. So they made out. I mean, losing Garrett Cole is going to be a big blow. They still have a great team, a lot of good players. But I don't know. Are they going to hit the same at home if they're not hearing garbage cans being banged and all that stuff? I mean, that elaborate cheating scandal that, that rocked the Astros. So they made out. They, they got their championship. They were going to get roasted. People are going to let them off the hook because and, I don't want to hold it over till next year. And I, I read that this season, Major League Baseball is having a mandatory uh, zero-tolerance policy when it comes to benches clearing and brawls and things of that nature. You know, the real reason is for social distancing measures. But, you know, part, part of me wonders if some of it is because they're worried about the Astros. Well, I think before this, it was going to be about the Astros and and, and what other teams were going to do. If you're the Dodgers, you're, you're, you're salty. If you're the Yankees, you're salty. There's a lot of teams. You remember the year um, that they won. I mean, they went through the, I think it was, they went through the Yankees, Red Sox easily. And then, um, you know, and, and, and the Dodgers. And, and those teams looked and go, you know, do we know if, if that's real? Was that real or not? Altuve, people will look at him. He's a great little player. People have mad respect for what he was able to do. Even when he hit that home run off Chapman in the in the uh, ALCS to advance to the World Series, I still remember going, "Wow, was he look? You know, like how did he like was he <laughs> that? like I the look on Chapman's face? Yeah, the look on Chapman even thought like 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 what like." So it'll be interesting to see what his career looks like and, and his season looks like. And if he struggles, will people start to question, like, what he had done in the past? And if he continues to play well, then probably people will forget about it. Now, you mentioned earlier that you had the Yankees and Dodgers in the World Series, most likely with the Yankees coming out on top. But obviously, you know, the National League is kind of a crapshoot, but there are some teams in the American League that won a lot of games last year teams that have some expectations out of both leagues who do you think are the two biggest threats to those teams making it to the world series uh well you have you have the uh twins right last year angels i know you're saying angels possibly Okay. Otani's going to pitch this year, pitch and hit. I'm excited to see his, his his rookie year was tremendous. You know, like he really like he was established himself as a two way player. Uh, Boston's dropped out, right? I mean, they, they shouldn't be in the mix. And another, um, I don't know about I don't know where the Indians fall. And the other one, other team is the White Sox. I know a lot of people are talking about the White Sox this year as well. 
in the National League East, I mean, the National League East alone is loaded. I mean, when you think about the Phillies with Joe Girardi, and they had a lot of injuries last year as well. Um, you have, of course, the uh, just teams in general, National League, the Atlanta Braves, who picked up Puig last week, right? Because Nick Markakis is, has bowed out. Uh, the Nationals, who won the World Series, I know how hard it is to repeat, but still, they got a really good squad, a good team, good pitching. You know, it was the last time a National League team repeated as World Series champion? This is a quickie quiz. Uh, it's got to be the Reds, right, in the 70s? You're right. The 1975-76. Wow. Big Red Machine. Cincinnati Reds. Yeah. How about the last time in the American League? Uh, Yankees, right? 99-2000 yeah. Yankees. Very good. Look at this. <laughs> yeah, see, we know we know what we're doing. We know what we're talking about here in New Generation Sports Talk. No doubt, but that that tells you how hard it is to repeat. Yeah, it is. Um, and it's funny. One of the teams that uh, we had, you know, we had we had talked about it a couple days ago on our pod, and one of the teams that uh, I mentioned, Kendall, you know, who says that he doesn't, he's not giving up on the Red Sox yet. One of the things I mentioned in the National League that I thought. I have going to the World Series because I have doubts about the pressure the Dodgers are going to face in the 60-game schedule. I think that it creates potentially more chaos. And I think the Diamondbacks are a very interesting team. I know you got Granke and Bumgarner kind of on the back nine. But my my thought no, process is if you get them to the post, they're still solid. If you get them to the postseason, I don't know who you're going to trust more um, for some of these other teams. And they, they, got, they got a lineup. I think that they're a dangerous team. What do you think about the Diamondbacks? You know what? That is fair. And especially it won't be a taxing regular season. So those guys will be ready to go come playoff time. That's the exactly. other thing. If you get two or three starters who haven't been overworked all year, and there'll be a lot of, you know, bullpen guys and people, you'll be able to save these guys. And then you go to the postseason, it'll be lights out for some of these starters. That's a great point because you get in the series – uh, in your Arizona, you have those two guys at the top of your rotation, and ask them to win uh, four games out of seven. It's doable. Yeah, I, yeah, I agree. I, and one other team that I, I wanted to mention was the uh, Oakland Athletics. You know, on our podcast, our MLB preview podcast, I picked them to win the World Series, and you know, it kind of because this is kind of a quirky year. Uh, I kind of look at it how some people look at the Houston uh, Rockets and during this NBA restart where they say, oh, the Rockets, this is the perfect year for Maury to win a championship with things kind of off the beaten path. Uh, I kind of look at that with Billy Bean and this Oakland A's team that's been consistently competitive despite being in a small market. Um, this feels like a year where they could take advantage of um, there being only a 60-game season um, they had a great year last year. I think they could be a team in the AL. They don't have the talent uh, base that the Yankees have, but um, this is going to be a, this is going to be an odd year. So it wouldn't shock me if we had a really a really dark horse team come out and surprise people. Yeah, some people are buying into that. I, I, I still think normally if you're telling me about a one game series, then I would buy it. Four out of seven, usually the best team wins. Not always. There's upsets. But the A's have been good for a long time. They just can't get over the hump. Funny you say that with the NBA restart. Um, we had Kenny Smith on from TNT on the Odd Couple on Fox Sports Radio. And he 
I, I picked the Clippers before the season started, and I, I liked them even more. Uh, Kawhi Leonard, Paul George, both healthy, rested, way younger than LeBron. You know what I mean? Right. And team is so deep. They're ten deep. They have a they have a Hall of Fame coach who's won a championship in Doc Rivers. I, I like everything about the Clippers. They play defense. But Kenny Smith said it might be one of the two D's that win the championship. And he's talking about Dallas or Denver. I mean, now that's stepping out there. That's what the Kenny Smith yeah. Yeah, EJ knows I've said for a long time that I thought Dallas had an outside chance of winning a championship in a normal capacity. But I think with the way things are now, I think they're way more lined up now than they would have been during a regular season because if if by happen chance some guy tests positive, let's say LeBron or Kawhi, the, the Dallas Mavericks could, they could afford to lose Seth Curry or they could afford to lose... Uh, JJ Barea, or because they're really they're a two man team. They have a lot of they have a lot of good pieces, but it's Doncic and Porzingis. So well, long, what, what, if Don, what if Doncic gets the, the virus? I mean, that's I like the when, you're like picking out like uh, scrub, you know, like <laughs> to take away the best player or the team player, but take away a, a bench player from their team. Right, right. That ain't fair. Come on. Fair enough. Fair enough. I will say, like, I guess if you look at like. The Clippers, if they lost, like, they're losing Montrezl Harrell right now. You know, like, he's a good piece, and it's going to be tough for them to win without a Harrell or a Lou Williams, whereas Dallas, their role players... Their role players are, are more expendable, is what you're saying. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. but if you, got, if you got Kawhi Leonard and Paul George, man, I'm, yeah. like, I, I, I'm telling you, and Patrick Beverly, those three, yeah. I, I like that team. They, got, it's because they play defense. I mean, that that's what wins championships, when you're able to stop people and make people work for, for their baskets and stuff. I I just I like what they do. When they were all together, I think they were only together, the whole squad, 15 games. And they were 14-1 and one in those 15 games. That's a sam- small sample size, but it tells you something. Right. Look at that. Bo- bonus, bonus basketball coverage from Rob Park. You got to <laughs> love it. Rob, I cannot thank you enough for doing this. Thanks so much for coming on. We gotta do this again, and we gotta talk more hoops. Because uh, you're, I see you're already in the, in the already ready yeah, for the NBA restart. Already, so we gotta yeah, get you ready, back. Ready for baseball this week and the NBA next week, uh, and we will definitely do it again. And EJ, uh, possibly, uh, maybe I'll see you in New York. I'm I'm gonna be swinging through New York pretty soon for a little vacay, see the family. So maybe we'll we always try to link up and grab yeah. something to eat. Whatever I know, it's uh, a little different time, but if you're up for it, we'll do that. And Kendall, always a pleasure. Thank you, guys. Awesome. Yep. Thanks so much, Rob. Looking forward to it. Talk to you later. All right.